This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. <coughs> <clears throat> a united church is our sermon subject for today taken from the book of Acts chapter number 4 verses 32 through 37 which has already been read in our hearing today Nothing is more needed or more desired in a church than unity. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Division destroys any institution. In unity, there is strength. We thank God for the unity that we have enjoyed here at Temple Baptist Church through the years. The strength of Temple is our union together in the Lord Jesus Christ. Any pastor's prayer is, Lord, send us another Pentecost. The prerequisite to Pentecost was a united church. In Acts chapter 2 and verse number 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They were a united people. Have a church that's worth anything, we got to be united. We cannot be divided. can't say as I can recall a particular instance but there has been such things as in a church where they would have a division <clears throat> division could be over any number of things but generally, it might be a division in one particular area. Like, for instance, um, there are those where there has been a church split over baptism. Where some people believe that baptism is 
after salvation an act of obedience that would describe us oh but let me tell you something right now you mark my word folks there's a lot of churches that that's not all it is to it a lot of churches they say for baptism that's part of salvation and you got to be baptized in order to be saved you can make a profession of faith to them say you're trusting Christ but you're not saved to them you're not saved until you've been baptized in other words it's a two part and there are churches who split over that sort of thing other churches have split over the Lord's Supper there's many things about the Lord's Supper that cause the church split some churches <clears throat> I saw uh, I was looking on uh, I think I told you this last week Gravel Hill Baptist Church in Johnson City, Tennessee um, they were observing the Lord's Supper and I observed that the, as they observed the Lord's Supper a man said some churches believe that the Lord's Supper is for church members only but he said not here we believe everybody's welcome well that's what I refer to as open communion well here at Temple Baptist Church we do not practice open communion we practice the Lord's Supper as being a church ordinance it's for church members only uh, he had made the statement he said some people feel like that they're the only ones going I'm sure what he meant was they, they don't want to feel like they're going to heaven well no need me getting into all that but there's, there's various things that, that causes churches to, to split but we thank God for the unity that we have there's some churches that uh, they have unity but you would not want to be a part of their unity um at least I wouldn't. There's some churches, the way they believe, some of the things they believe, and some of the things they practice, I would not want to be a member of their church. I thank God that in His divine providence, for the years of my life, I've always been a member of the same kind of a church. As this church is here today is what is the kind of a church I've always been a member of. Uh, we don't practice any different here today than what Southside Baptist Church in Bristol 
Tennessee believed when I took membership there when I was a teenage boy this church believes still today the same way they did then practice the same way in the Lord's Supper in baptism in the gospel we still believe the same way practice the same way that they did back then and I'm glad that hadn't changed not one iota it's still the same um, a lot of people so, so I would not want to be a member of a church like your church I'm sure they wouldn't oh there's so many differences um, you know I wonder sometimes if the Lord in heaven doesn't look down upon saved people on earth he loves them the Lord Jesus Christ died for them. They've been saved by His grace. And when they die, they're going to go to heaven, go be with the Lord. But the way some of us practice, we, we practice so much different. You can leave this church and go to another church someplace else, and more than likely, they're going to practice a whole lot different than what we do here. You go yet to another church someplace else and they'll practice some, something else that's a little bit different. Believe a whole lot of the same things, but yet still at the same time they have a little bit of a different twist to it some way or another. But nonetheless, we find here a united, a united church here, we, this is uh, the first church uh, in Jerusalem. It had 120 members. Those 120 members, they were united. Every member present in prayer meeting, all present for a business meeting. Right, that, to me, that's where it ought to be. Do you know most church members they don't do that? Not just temple, but I'm talking about Baptist church members wherever. Most of them don't go to prayer meeting. Most of them don't go to business meeting. You'd be lucky to find that many of them aren't even be pressed on Sunday morning for a um, Sunday morning worship service. Any pastor's prayer is, Lord, send us another Pentecost. We need it. We need it. Now, they were of one heart, one soul, united in spirit, not selfish, not self centered. Not worried about self, but concerned for others. The Spirit of Christ 
was in control of all the members. And oh, may God bless it, it might be so with us, that the Spirit of Christ might be in control of each and every one of us members. Young, old, rich, poor, learned, unlearned, men, women, they were all united in the Spirit and in the bond of peace. Oh, may God bless churches today. We might be united together. Have peace among our, in ourselves. You know, where in, in any church where there is unity and a bond of peace, I believe you could feel it even in their singing. They're happy together. They're encouraged. They love one another. And that's the way it ought to be with us. They were a united people. And then secondly, I want you to notice that they were united in purpose with one accord. One heart. One soul. In verse 32, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. In other words, they were pulling together, accomplishing one thing all seeking to accomplish one purpose. They are united trying to serve the Lord. That's reason that here at Temple Baptist Church we've been able to do as much as we've been able to do and get along as well as we have pulling together. Do you know what? You look out there in the parking lot. And that used to be a brick parking lot. For that to change in some churches, it would have tore that church all to pieces. They would have split and gone but here we took the bricks out and we laid sod we never lost a member not one no one has raised a fuss I guess we all have the attitude if the church wants the bricks gone and sod put down, take the bricks out and put down sod. And let it be. Well, I'm just speaking from the 
surface on that. So preacher, how do you feel? I feel whatever the church wants find me. <laughs> Bricks or sod doesn't make a bit of difference in the world as long as I don't have to cut the grass. <laughs> I think that's Bonnie's job, right? Johnny, uh, Bonnie, you did a good job. Just keep up the good work. So they are united uh, people, united in their purpose of one accord, pulling together. The purpose of a church, you see, is to glorify God. And there are at least three ways we should glorify the Lord. And the one is lead lost people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I believe that's our number one responsibility is seeking lost people. Preaching the gospel that lost people might get saved. That's our number one responsibility. Number two, that's help new Christians to grow in grace and in knowledge. Sometimes we find people made profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, but we finally, for some reason, we kind of forget about them. We don't take much time to teach them. And some people, they don't attend church like they ought to and they miss so much teaching and what happens is here is a man or a woman that is a Christian and has been saved for really quite some time but spiritually they know very little and it's a shame but they know so little. And mostly it's their own fault. Because what's happening in their life is, for number one, they don't read the Bible. They don't read the Word of God. And I let me say something now, folks. If you haven't read your Bible already today, y'all be ashamed. But be sure don't let the sun go down today until you have read the Scriptures. Take some time to read the Scriptures. Make Scripture reading a priority in your life every day. Prayer, same way. Unless you take the time, and I say take it, if you don't take it, you might be sure one thing, it's not going to be given to you. you got to take the time to pray to read the Bible you got to take the time to pray and if you don't take it it's not going to be given to you now if you don't believe me just look at your own life look at your own life and see if not, what I'm not telling you is the truth 
And if you don't read your Bible and you don't pray, and then you don't go to church like you ought to, you find yourself dwarfed spiritually. There's so much that you do not know simply because you miss so much. You miss it because you don't find it and the reading the Word of God because you don't read the Bible. Your prayer life's not worth a flip. And your church attendance, you miss so much. So much teaching you miss because you miss so many services. It's no wonder that to so many people are so unlearned when it comes to the things of God it's simply because they've not been properly taught. And the main reason they've not been properly taught is their own personal fault. Not indulging in Bible reading, prayer, and church attendance. We need that. So, we have responsibility as a, as a church to glorify God and leading lost people to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus, then helping new Christians to grow, and then teach those new members how to be effective members. Teaching those new members, one of the ways to get them is teach them is to get them to come to church. And following the others. Take a look at some of the other members. Follow some of their example. Notice their attendance record and how they are. Every time they have a service, lo and behold, there they are. Have another service. Right there they are. Another service. Right there they are. Another service. They're there every service. Well, that's the way we'll teach others to do the same thing. Now, this should be our threefold purpose here at Temple. Now ask ourselves this question. Are we united with Temple in this purpose? Leading lost people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? Helping new believers to grow spiritually? And teach those new church members how to be good, faithful church members. So they were united in their purpose. Then I want you to notice they were united in their place. They were all in one place. Where are we today? Not what excuse do we have, but where are we? They're all members in the same place, same time, same purpose. Here we are, Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, 
We were assembled. 11 o'clock, assembled again. I got to watch out because I won't be here tonight. We have service tonight at 6 30. I will be so you. Who's speaking tonight? Is that you, Wade? And Brother Wade, Wade Smith is speaking Wade, tonight. Wade and Miss Kay. Huh? Wade Kay. and Miss Kay. Wade and Miss Kay. That's right. Sister Kay at Sunday school uh, tonight. Uh, be here. Make it your business to be here. I understand we had last week uh, uh, two ladies visited with us. Yep. They found us online or something like that and uh, they came to church and they went to Sister Kay's class I, I, I appreciate that Sister Kay Coker's a fine teacher of the word of God we thank God for her and uh, <clears throat> then I want you to notice uh, that they were united in their practice um, their practice in, uh, uh, here in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 42 I just read and on the day of Pentecost they were full uh, uh, was fully come uh, Acts chapter 2 verse 42 I mean I'm reading the wrong verse and verse 42 and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in the prayers they were united in their practice of doctrine teaching and in their fellowship they continued practicing their doctrine and their faith one thing here at temple what we taught last year we teach the same thing this year we teach the same thing this year we taught five years ago it hasn't it hasn't changed we stick with it And teaching the Word of God. And so uh, uh, they had all the members in the same place at the same time, the same purpose. And uh, that's in contrast to a lot of modern churches today. There's some folks in bed, some watching TV, some visiting relatives, some out on the lake fishing. But this church, all members are present. That's the way it ought to be. There's nothing wrong with laying in the bed. 
Yishtu. I was up every morning before daylight. As I've gotten older, you know what? I've decided I don't have to get up before daylight. I prefer waiting until after daylight. I tell you something else has changed. <laughs> and uh, there's nothing wrong with laying down in the bed for a while. There's nothing wrong with watching TV. But don't let TV take you over and become all you ever do. Visiting relatives, that's a good thing too. Going fishing, nothing wrong with that. But for heaven's sake, folks, don't do it when you're supposed to be in church. Oh, may God help us to be faithful. They were united in one place. Not, on, not, a, not out on the lake, but united in one place in the church house. And then, I want you to notice that they were united in prayer. They knew that they needed something. They knew that their needs were great. They knew where all good things come from. It comes from God. And they knew how to get to God in prayer. You need to learn to pray. Get what you need. Get what you want. They knew how to pray to God they knew how to pray to God the Father in Jesus' name. A good example of their prayer would be in Acts chapter number 12. Acts chapter number 12. I'm not going to read all that, but um, I might read just a little bit of it here and there. Uh, the Bible says here, and for instance, uh, Peter therefore, this is in verse 5, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And uh, it says here in verse 6, when Herod would have brought uh, Peter forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers uh, before the doors kept the prison. Behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying in verse 7 here, Rise up quickly! And his chains fell off from his hands. The angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, 
cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And they went out and followed him and wished not that it was true which was done by the angel but thought he saw a vision. But when they were past the first and the second ward they came into the iron gate that leadeth into the city which opened to them of its own accord and they went out and passed on toward one street and forthwith the angel departed from him. And verse 11 it says when Peter was come to himself <laughs> now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from the expectation of the people of the Jews. And go ahead and read. That's such an interesting passage of scripture to read. How that God so blessed. They were united in prayer. And then I want you to notice, fifthly, they were united in practice. In Acts 2 and verse number 42, it says here, Praising God and having favor with all the people. And, uh, 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. They just continued on in their fellowship together. Their doctrine and their fellowship and their practices all the same. All the members did this. They were united in their practice. Not a few members doing it all, but all the members are working together in their doctrine, in their teaching, their fellowship. They're all working together. One accord in all that. You thank God for the fellowship, for the unity that we have in our practice here at Temple Baptist Church. And then my last point, number six, they were united in power. P-O-W-E-R, power. Acts chapter 2 and verse number 47, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The Lord added to the church. We always would like to see new members come. But let me tell you something, folks, right now. You want to see new members come that the Lord adds. You don't want to see new members come that the preacher adds. Because that's a big mistake. New members come that someone else has added. No, you want to, you want who the Lord puts in this church. Better to be small. What with what God has put together, than to be large and have all kinds of conflict. 
One one person believes one thing, somebody else believes something else, somebody else believes something else. There's a bunch of turmoil. Better to be small and be united together, believing the same thing. Without the Spirit of Christ, we are a powerless church. Without His power, we can do nothing. But with His power, we can do all things. How do we get His power? Look at Acts chapter 2 and verse number 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all one accord in one place. May God help us to be in one accord for the glory of God to help us to be in one accord. And that being in one accord, we're saved, we, we uh, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we trust Him and Him only as our Savior. Boys, I tell you what... Thank God for a cane. But when you get away from it, you need you miss it. Let's all stand, if you would, please. And we'll be dismissed. Brother Ray Reverge, would you lead us, please, as we pray? Our most gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much <coughs> for the preaching we heard here this morning. Thank you for all of our faithful members. Thank you for our pastor and Danny, Wade, and Miss Kay. Thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for the visitors that we had. We would hope that you would add some people to our church. But as pastor said, we want them to be your people. And we <clears throat> it's better to be a small church and unified than a very large church with problems. Thank you so much for all that you do for us. Thank you for your many blessings upon us. Thank you for the blessings that I'm sure are, that are going to come. But thank you so, so much for the Lord Jesus who died on the cross so we could spend an eternity with you and Him in heaven and in whose precious holy name we always do pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.